are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my co-host, your boy Q. Q, it's another crazy week in the books in, in the NFL. This has been wild. Free agency has begun. The tampering period started Monday. The NFL, the new NFL season started four o'clock Wednesday. Now we're here Friday. A lot of teams have made their moves. Now I'm sure a lot of you guys listening, y'all want to know about the free agency. We will get to that later in the show. But we got to talk about the top story right now, which has been ongoing, but now it's turned to a whole extra chapter that we didn't expect, Hugh. Everyone has been talking about Deshaun Watson and what's going on with Houston. Heck, we did a show just last Friday about how the Houston, how Houston can't get right about Deshaun Watson because they 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 they, they kept losing. They they he said, Hey, go get Eric Bieniemy. They didn't even try. And, and now he's in a position where he wants to leave the team. And now all of a sudden this week. There have been three lawsuits filed against Deshaun Watson, including uh, allegations from nine different women who were masseuses. And they have they are alleging that he has t- either touched them with his private parts or tried to get him, them to touch his private parts in unprofessional, you know, unprovoked ways. And now this changes the entire dynamic of the Deshaun Watson conversation. Yeah, it really does. And I'm glad that you worded it just like that, because that's all I could think of as I'm talking about and I'm thinking about this whole, uh, you know, this whole situation with Deshaun and and these uh, masseuses and and everything that's going on, man. It's just like really strange. You know, he he uh, apparently is trying to and this is allegedly this is what they're saying. He's uh, having them try to put uh, their hands or other body parts on his you know, private body parts and, you know, forcing, forcing them to do certain things, even to the point of oral sex. And I'm sorry, but that's not sexual harassment. I mean, if that's the case, that's rape. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's even another level. So I, I, I can't, you know, you can't talk about this subject and point the finger and say, this is wrong. This is right. This is truth. This is not, you can't do that because you got to just let these things play out uh, because it's such a sensitive subject. But I'll tell you, Chris, I mean, off top, as I, as I thought about it and, and, and just kind of try to wrap my brain around it, the timing of this thing just seems so off to me. It just seems so odd and so strange. And I'm not going to tell anyone what time limit you have to go and say, hey, this happened to me. And this is wrong. I need, you know, we need to make this right. You know, it's not a certain time when you have to do that. But just everything that's been going on with Deshaun Watson in Houston, saying that he wants to get out. And then all of a sudden where it looks like he's on the verge of possibly a team you know, or, or multiple teams giving up multiple picks to get him. All of a sudden, it's like now one lady comes out, two ladies come out, three ladies come out. The lawyer said he's got up to nine ladies. It's like it just seems like this snowball effect has happened really, really quickly. And I'm not saying it can't happen like that. It just seems really strange and really odd. The timing is what's got me thrown off on this one. Well, we do know that in the culture of rape culture, of sexual harassment, there is pressure against women in this country to speak out against it, to right. say, hey, we will ruin your life if you dare 
try to in, you know endanger this man's life. It was a one-time thing. Forget it. That thing happens a lot to women in this country. Yeah. With domestic, and not just with not just with sexual harassment, with domestic violence, crimes against women in this country. That is a real deal. So Q isn't saying that they're making this stuff up. No. He's asking a legitimate question about if this was happening with Deshaun Watson for the past for years now. Why didn't it, normally you'd ask, why didn't it come up uh, when he first got his contract or why hadn't it come at any point in time? There is a rational question to say, hey, why did this come up as soon as Deshaun was like, I want to get out of Houston, get me out of Houston. I'm not listening to anything you say. La, 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 la. I don't care, McNair family. I want to get out of Houston. And now it's happening. I, I get the question, but I think the best response is what I heard Max Kellerman and Damian Woody and the guys on ESPN say this morning uh, or yesterday morning on ESPN, which is just do the investigation. Yeah. You know, Deshaun Watson said he's willing to cooperate because he's never done anything. One of the lawsuits alleges that he sent a text to, to one of the women who are accusing him, apologizing for his actions. Let's see it all. Put it out in the open. Right. That is that is my stance. I, when I, you know, this is one of the things that I think got twisted in some of the culture wars that we've had in the USQ. When people say believe women, you know, and people took that in wrong and say, oh, so you just believe them no matter what they say. No, what we're saying is when they come to the table and they say, I've had this claim, you take their claim seriously. Yeah. You investigate, and then you can discern from the facts of that investigation. It doesn't say just blindly believe them and send someone off to jail. It means believe believe that that they are coming to you with a case that you need to follow up on find the information on and then present to the public that what that is exactly what needs to happen with Deshaun Watson and nobody is in a place to say who is doing what to whom and you know what's what's going on here we need to see the actual facts and that's going to be something needs to play out over time now what will this do to Sean Watson's stock obviously this is going to bring questions in his, his reputation has been squeaky clean yeah. for, you know, since he's been at Clemson, he's been right. the man. He, people called him Michael Jordan of football and all that stuff. Now this is the first hit on his reputation. If, if he's really that guy, if he's that squeaky clean guy, I mean, no one is in this on this earth is squeaky clean. You know, everyone's got something to hide, but if he didn't do these things, it'll come out in the wash. And then, and then we'll deal with, was this a conspiracy theory to, to, to hurt his stock, you know, with his problems with the Texans. But I hear you, Q. It's questions that we want answered, but it's going to take a while till we get to any, before we even get to the point where we say that, because we got to look at, say, hey, are there, is there evidence to back this stuff up? Right. And, and my thing is, when I say that the timing is really strange, I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. I'm not pointing the finger at, like, it's really strange on the women's part. I'm not saying it's really strange on the Texans' part. I'm not saying it's really strange on Deshaun Watson's part. I'm just saying, as a whole, it just seems weird, and it seems strange, and it just seems like there's more to the story, which I'm sure there is, than we know, than has been leaked out. And, you know, Deshaun Watson, to this point, has been very cooperative with this whole situation, put yeah, out a yeah. statement, said, hey, you know, they uh, they asked me for a six-figure uh, payout, and I turned it down, and I want to clear my name. And then ever since then, it was like, okay, now there's two women, then there's three women, then there's six women, and now there's nine women. I mean, it's, it's a terrible hit on his name, and, and you know, regardless – even if it comes out that he was absolutely 100% innocent and none of this is true, when you Google Deshaun Watson, you're going to Google Deshaun Watson. It's going to pop up these allegations. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's on his name regardless. He can go to a court of law and he can get his name cleared. It's always going to be there. I mean, it's not a good look at all. So it's just, again, it's just really strange timing. It's really strange situation. It's horrific if it's true. And if it is true, good for the women for coming out and, and speaking on it. And hopefully they get, you know, their day in court. Hopefully they get their day of justification and try to get back to some sense of normalcy because I don't think you can ever really recover from that kind of situation. And like I said, these allegations are, you know, sexual harassment, sexual misguidance, you know, uh, trying to get women to touch them. But there's allegations that he forced a woman to have oral sex and that's not, sexual harassment that's, that's not you know that's not uh, that's not inappropriate touching that's flat out rape that's rape i mean right. that's that is rape you know it doesn't get any it doesn't get any more clear cut you ain't got to be uh, on law and order svu to know that that's rape yep. you know what i mean like that's straight up so i mean this is way deeper than just football and this is something that deshaun's gonna have to deal with but i will say everything as far as timelines are getting taken care of is gonna take a while man these things don't they don't repair overnight. You know I mean? They don't come to the light overnight. It takes a while. It takes an investigation. The NFL is currently investigating it. Uh, the Texans, I'm sure, are doing their due diligence as well. Deshaun's got his lawyers. They're doing their due diligence. I mean, this is going to get probably uglier than it gets better. So I think that uh, everyone better buckle up because it seems like they're going to be in for a long haul on this one, including Deshaun Watson. Uh, indeed this is this is far from over we are still just getting allegations and, and, and to this point you're listening you know we're recording this thursday evening and there could be more allegations by the time you hear there could be more women who are added to the list in this lawsuit um as far as this goes and you know the more women that add to it the more you you you, you question like wow did deshaun really do this um right. and again it's a real question that has to be had but again I think what Q and I are saying here is that we get, we, we want to wait to see what comes out of the investigation, what, you know, what truth comes to light. And when that truth comes to light, let that be the determining factor. If this, did this man rape someone, if he raped someone, he got to go to jail. His career is done. Right. You know, get, you'll get, yep. get it, get him out the league. We don't care about how great of a quarterback he's been or how promising his, his career has been. You don't, you don't rape nobody. So right. that is, that's the that's the primary concern right right then and there if it turns out that this is all a farce then we start to or at least if there's no evidence to, to support any of these claims then we start to look at okay is there evidence that this that this was a plot of some sort but long before we do that we we got to take this concern seriously and I, I think that fans sports writers everybody would do this story a lot more justice and these women a lot more justice to just hear out what's going on and let the the the, the district attorney's office that's got to get involved the u.s attorney whoever's whoever's helping investigate this situation let them do their jobs and then we'll figure out what's happening with deshaun watson in the future i know it was a heavy topic but hey we're gonna step back we're gonna get back into the free agency talk the fun things in the nfl that don't feel as uh as as serious as something that steps out of the importance of football um because of how serious that is but before we do that we got to talk to our friends at betonline.ag betonline.ag the only place that we trust here in the lockdown podcast network to place bets on even though football season's over there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now if you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account you'll get a 50 percent bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code Locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. Locked on. All capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. 
Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back into Locked On NFL on this Friday edition of it. And, of course, Chris Carter is uh, my co-host. I'm your boy Q. He, he is the host of Locked On Steelers. I'm the host of Locked On Raiders. And we're here to talk free agency. As, well, free agency has been rolling on all week long. Monday, the legal tampering period began and now it's actually the new league year. I mean, last week we were talking at this time, it was speculation about the new league year. Now we're in the new league year. It feels really great to be turning the calendar to another NFL season. And uh, Chris, there's been a lot of moving and shaking. A lot of money has been spent. A lot of teams have signed a lot of players. And then there's a lot of position players that are still out there waiting to be signed. And so I kind of wanted to pick your brain and get a couple, go, go with a couple different angles here in this segment. And first off, I just wanted, wanted to ask you, is there any team in particular who you think is kind of winning the offseason, even though it's dangerous to win the offseason? But do you feel like there's a team out there that is currently winning the offseason? Mm, I feel like the Buccaneers, <laughs> they, yeah. they, are the, they are the Super Bowl champions. Yeah. And the two biggest concerns that I had for the Super Bowl champions were, would you lose Levante David and Chris Godwin? And it, it looked like almost a certain that you'd lose one of them. They kept both of those guys. Yep. So they still got to figure out what's happened with Gronk and Leonard Fournette and Antonio Brown, like and, and what happened with their positions, because those guys are out there. But I, I, Levante David, to me, was as important to that Super Bowl run that they had as Devin White as Tom Brady, like his contributions on defense put the whole unit together. And that unit was what drove them in the, in the, in that playoff run that they had. Um, and Chris Godwin, of course, completing out a receiver core that was just so dangerous and created so many plays for Tom Brady for just keeping their own guys. I'd say that I th- I'd put them at the top, but you can't ignore teams like the uh, like the New England Patriots who have spent money in free agency and said, hey, we're not going out quietly into the night. We are making a concerted effort to build a team. You know, you got a team like the Jaguars that's shelling out money, trying to trying to trying to bring multiple people in. You got teams like the Titans going and saying, hey, let's get a guy like Bud Dupree. Let's uh, let's let's keep Jayon Brown, you know, uh, you know, around here. Let's go get uh, let's go get Janoris Jenkins. Uh, you know, there's there, there's teams out here making moves. But to me, I'm never. Q, I'm, I, you know, I, I've covered the Pittsburgh. I've lived uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've lived in Pittsburgh for all but four years of my life, and I am just used to the method of you shouldn't need free agency to be yeah. a big spending period right. because that is not what always builds the greatest franchises. No, no, that's a bad idea, man. It's bad to build through free agency alone. You've got to be able to draft, develop, and then you fill a few holes with free agency. And I'm glad you brought up the Patriots because I feel like they're killing it on paper. But as a guy who hosts the Locked On Raiders podcast, the Raiders killed off seasons many times. Washington <laughs> has killed the offseason many times. Uh, there's plenty of teams that have killed the offseason. The Cowboys back in the day killed the offseason all the time. And it doesn't necessarily translate into wins. And, uh, you know, I wanted to throw this out there because the, the Patriots, they doled out 
out a lot of guaranteed money, like $137 million in the first couple of days just in free agency, and they've done more since then. But the 2020 Jets, or the 2020 Dolphins, excuse me, they rolled out $147.2 million in guaranteed money in free agency. They missed the playoffs. 2019 Jets, $131.4 million, missed the playoffs. 2016 Giants, $107 million, lost in the wild card round. 2018 Bears, $102 million, lost in the wild card round. 2018 Jets, $100 million, missed the playoffs. What I'm trying to say is just because you spend all that money, or like my grandmother said, because it looks good and feels good, don't mean it is good. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it ain't always good just because it looks good and feels good. The Patriots and their fan base feel like everything is good with all that money they rolled out, but that don't necessarily mean they're going to be winning a lot of games because of it. It's not Madden. It's not Ultimate Team in Madden where you, hey, I got the Rod Woodson card, or hey, I got the 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 Mike Vick two thousand Madden two thousand four card. Like you know, it's it's not like that where you plug a guy in and they just go. You got to have chemistry. You got to see if that guy still got what you thought he had. You know, like but, but you look at some of the names that they got: Matthew Judon, Jalen Mills. Uh, you know, Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry. They got the two, the, the the one in the two spots in the tight end of free agency yeah. market. They claimed him. Nelson Aguilar. They're keeping Cam Newton. You know, these are all big names that they signed. But Q, if 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 they get into this season and they start losing games, everyone's going to start asking questions. And at least last year, you could ask questions and be like, "Well, hey, you know, this is the first year without Tom Brady. They, you know, it's a rough situation." But now, when you ask questions, if they're losing, now there's guaranteed money tied up in this. Now you're stuck with a ton of dead cap space over the next few years, and. Now those questions have a lot bigger consequences than just, hey, you lost out with your guys on rookie contracts and these guys that you signed for cheap. Um, but this is part of the Bill Belichick dilemma, um, you know, with Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady. I know I, some people think like, oh, this was Bill Belichick, Belichick stri- striking back. I, I think this is his attempt to strike back. But I, this does this to me does not make them any better than the Buffalo Bills or even on the level of the Buffalo Bills just because they signed some some free agents. They might win a few more games or they might win some some games this year. But I still don't I still want to see them play as a complete team. And uh, you know maybe maybe Bill Belichick feels the pressure of what Tom Brady did and their rivalry as far as who's going to have the best get the best of the breakup. And obviously Tom Brady's dominating that now. Right. Um, but this seems very unpatriot like to make these type of moves and and we'll see how it goes. You know, maybe we finally found something that the Patriots don't do well by based off mm. of what, based off of what we're seeing them spend in free agency. Clearly they have not drafted well. I mean, that's just the bottom line. They haven't drafted well. And it goes back to what you were saying about the Steelers and really good organizations in the league. They draft well, they develop well, and then they just plug in some holes where they need to, and they don't have to go and break the bank. But the teams that are historically bad, they spend a lot of money, and they're picking at the top of the draft each and every year. So we'll see what happens with the Patriots. And I know we got to get into the next segment and talk about the new TV deal and the the billions on top of billions that are being rolled out. But I did want to ask you, since you are the host of the Locked On Steelers, uh, one guy is still out there available, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, he was arguably one of the either the top wide receiver or the second top wide receiver in free agency. He's still out there and available. I think he thought his market was a little bit bigger than it was. He was going to get a big-time payday. Has not gotten that yet. How surprised are you that Juju's still available as of right now? I'm a little surprised. I'm not, I'm not super surprised because I, I've been telling Steelers fans for quite some time. What's going to happen here are two different things. A, Juju gets paid right away. Or B, 
people want to feel out this market because they're not sure if they want to commit to a wide receiver long-term for big money. Um, Cause even like Nelson Aguilar, he got a two year deal yet. Right. There was a there's it averages $11 million a year, but it's still a two year deal. Right. Juju is 24 years old. This guy is still like at the age where that's where a lot of receivers are still on their rookie contract very early in their rookie contract. So he has time. The biggest chance for the for the Steelers to reacquire Juju Smith-Schuster if, is if he goes around, he sees that all the offers for him that are either long-term or, or even short-term, they're not the money that he wants. So he says, you know what? I'm going to go back to the quarterback that knows me. I'll sign a one-year deal for at, at a price that makes, it the Steel, makes me affordable for the Steelers. I'll show up then. And then next year, when the salary cap spikes again, then I'll make my move. But you know, the, there's a lot of questions. Like, is, is it the TikTok? Is it the is it the big deal? I I don't know if if that holds a lot of weight for me. I, I'm still sitting here saying like, eh. I think I think part of this is trying to see. It. He's trying to see if he can make the most money that he can. And right now, if he signed a five year contract, that would lock him through. Then he'd be like in his late 20s, almost 30 years old, when he would get his his next contract. He wants to make sure that this his his next major contract that keeps him around for for several years is going to pay big. And if he can't get that right now, I think it would behoove him to sign a one or two year deal that just pays him for now and then sets himself up for if he does well, he'll get his payday later. You know, a couple of reports have him, you know, interest in the Jets. Apparently the Jets have interest in him. Obviously, Sam Darnold was his quarterback when he was at USC. And then, of course, uh, talking about maybe possibly going back to Pittsburgh. Uh, where do you think the best landing spot for Juju would be if, if he does do, like you said, a one to two year deal? I mean, uh, you know, the, I think the Jets are out now because they signed Corey Davis and Keelan Cole um, yeah. to, to decent money. Um, but I still say the Colts would make a lot of sense. Pair him up with, you know, he'd get to team up with a fellow USC Trojan and Michael Pittman, yeah. uh, Carson Wentz, new young quarterback, balanced offense with Jonathan Taylor and Quentin Nelson, um, you know, to, to guide the run game, a talented defense that could get you the ball back a few times. I could see him working out there, but I also, you know, if I'm, if I'm Juju's agent or is in his camp and I'm saying like, look, man, I, I can't get you anything long-term right now. I might tell him, Go back to the Steelers. They, they, there's a spot for you waiting for, for you there. If you sign a three million dollar deal or whatever, whatever they they want to get you to sign you to keep you around for a year, go back to the Steelers. Go go play with them for another year. Get some stats with Ben Roethlisberger. They got a new offensive coordinator there. Maybe you'll be used differently than just shallow crosses and and slants for most of the season. And then then you say, okay, now next year that'll be the payday. And because we're expecting a big spike in the salary cap next year. Yeah. For, for other reasons that we'll explain later in the show. Yeah, exactly. Those other reasons, big time TV deal. <laughs> big time TV deal. The NFL is a cash cow. We'll explain all that to you coming up in segment number three. And it'll be a very interesting segment number three. But first, Q, we got to talk to them about our friends at Built Bar. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code 
Locked On 15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's Locked On 15, L O C K E D 1 5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, it's the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. I'm from Locked On Steelers. He's from Locked On Raiders. So, like I said in the last segment, Q. Money is coming to the NFL. Now, granted, that's said every year, right? Because they, they are just the cash cow of the world. But we finally got some finalization numbers on an 11-year media rights deal. And there are some big numbers coming out of this deal. And this could lead to a serious spike in the salary cap in some in, in coming seasons. I've seen projections that it'll take it over 200. I've seen 200 million per team per team. I've seen some projections that it would take it to over 210 million uh, in salary cap per team. That's a long ways away. We will find that out. But the numbers that we have, according to Alex Sherman, um, a reporter that, 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 that reported the scoops on what the numbers deals were. Amazon will get the, the full rights to Thursday night football for 1 billion per year. <laughs> NBC will is paying $2 billion a year for uh, or $2 billion for Sunday night football period. CBS is paying $2.1 billion to keep the AFC. Fox is paying $2.2 billion to keep the NFC. And Disney is paying approximately $2.7 billion for Monday night football on ESPN and ABC all together, just with those numbers, and these this is just initial reports. I'm sure there's there's more to get hammered out here. That totals to about ten billion dollars on the table for, for the NFL. If you divide that by 32, and I'm gonna do it a second time just to make sure I did it right, because I did this right before the show, and I am correct. This should total out to about if you divided that evenly amongst the 32 teams. I'm sure that's not what would happen. Some of it would go to the NFL and you know other deals and stuff. But that's 312.5 million dollars per team. The whole lot of money, man. That's I'm, a I'm whole lot of money. Stuck, I'm still stuck on whenever you said billion. I just got kind of stuck on billion because well, it's a word that I, I don't even know about in my vocabulary, but. <laughs> Either way you look at it, no matter how you crunch the numbers, no matter how you look at it, you mentioned it that the NFL is a cash cow, man. And so, uh, you know, when when everyone said that, you know, this upcoming season they were going to take a hit, but they were going to get a lot of smaller contracts, one and two year deals, and then they were going to wait for the big TV deal. And all of a sudden they were going to strike with big monster deals. That's what they were talking about is this big monster deal. And as it was announced and kind of broken down on, uh, on, on Thursday, man, it just made you kind of say, Wow, you know this this league. You think some of the contracts that are rolled out right now, once that that does hit the salary cap, and I know it doesn't really go into effect till twenty twenty three, but it's going to probably start, like you said, affecting the salary cap as early as next year. It's going to be massive, man. Some of these contracts, some of the contracts we talked about the last segment, guys getting the one or two year deals, lesser money, they're they're going to cash out with these uh, with these uh, contracts once you know once that deal actually comes into effect. I mean, it's just going to be stupid, ridiculous money billions you know tv deal i mean if you if you don't break it down and just kind of look at the whole thing as one big pie it's like you know 11 years 110 billion dollars it's a ton of money man it's a ton of money it's a ton of money and, and again it yet again proves that in the entertainment business the nfl is king yeah 
you know, we we you look at TV money, you look at TV ratings every year at the end of the year when you go to the top 100 broadcasts of, of, of the year, you see that that football dominates it, yep. and um and and in the in the NFL, you know, I, I think it's uh, you know last year at the end of the year, I think you know late December when someone totaled all the. The, the, the top 100 most watched TV broadcast of 2020, 69, nice, of those top 100 were NFL games. Right, right. And that's not on accident. That's not on accident. That's for a reason. You know, the, 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 it's a machine. Uh, the NFL's found a way. We talked about it last week to, to make themselves relevant all year long. Uh, people hang on to the NFL when it's the middle of March, you know, even, even yep. when before free agency, even after free agency, uh, in between free agency and the draft, after the draft. I mean, everyone is on every single, anytime the NFL is even talked about, it's like, what, what's going on? Huh? What, what's, that catches your attention more than anything. That's why all those shows that are watched are all NFL games. It doesn't matter what game it is. Uh, obviously, the Super Bowl is going to be number one, but I mean, 69 of the top 100 NFL games, it's not an accident. It's, I mean, again, they've created the world's greatest machine, and that's why they're printing money like it's going out of style, man. And, and man, if, if we could ever just get along and get, get along with the NFL and, and get, like, one piece of that machine that they're printing, it'd be great for me. I don't need $110 billion. Just give me, like, one. Just one. Just give me one. <laughs> just give me one. Just give me one just of give them. Me one. <laughs> the um what's crazy is in the report again in the report the super bowl had the most viewers of anything last year with 99.9 million viewers yes. uh the next thing on, out there was uh where the presidential debates which had like 73 million and 63 million and 57 million in, in their debates but according to the the list of the top 100 no other sport outside of football college football was the only thing you saw but no other sport outside of football. and that's what I think. That's why when you see these big mega TV deals, that's why, because they know they're going to be able to say to their advertisers, hey, this is the most watched product in entertainment right now. Forget these other these other things. Go come to us, pay us the money to have to, you know, we, you know, we, we need to make sure that we're locking football down as as a as a primary as a primary source. That's why this stuff gets so much money because it's still the most watched things. And Q, I just want to revisit something I heard for you for the past like four years or so was oh the, the NFL I'm not gonna watch the NFL because <laughs> I I just don't believe in their politics and I don't like I just don't like to see players who say black lives matter and things like that yep. and 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 how that was going to shut down the league and those people were speaking up so loudly and it was going to and guess what they had black lives matter plastered in the end zone this year they had all people raising their fists they had people taking knees they had sal salutes to black lives matter because of the george floyd stuff they had black players leaving black lives matters messages on the internet you know teams holding up banners all the time during the anthem all, all sorts of things yep. and guess what People still watch the NFL, and these numbers prove it. Man, I'll tell you right now, they could have had messages in the end zone that says, turn your TV off right now, and people <laughs> would have are still watched. They, I mean, it's just, it's just that's how intriguing it is. And you're right. Everyone always says, I'm going to hit them where it hurts, hit them in their pocketbook. I, I, don't, I haven't watched the NFL game in so long, so long. Sure you haven't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure you haven't. I mean, everyone's watching it. And, you know, the, the thing about it is even when the numbers go down as far as, you know, the, the, the actual ratings for television, it's because people are streaming it or it's because someone is, you know, listening to it and watching it from another outlet. But you're locked in. You're paying attention to the NFL. And the beautiful thing about it, and we talked about this before, is that most likely next year it's probably going to be a 17-game season. And 
I think that part of the appeal and why the NFL is such a, a, a monster and why everyone is, is always locked in, there's only 16 of these games guaranteed. Like, your team, if your team, it, it, even if they're, they're not a very good team, you know that they're guaranteed to get 16 of them, right? And so yep. you're going to pay attention because you know for 16 weeks, you're going to at least be able to watch your team. If it's good, bad, or ugly, you're going to be able to watch 16, and you're hoping that you get some extras. So, you know, I don't think one extra game or even two when they move it up to 18 because at some point it'll get to 18, it's going to kill it. But the beautiful thing about the NFL is every game matters. It's not the NBA where it's like 82 games. It's not college basketball where you got, you know, non-conference games and conference games, uh, you know, and then March Madness. I mean, you, it's, it's games matter. All these games matter. And even college football is different because in college football, it doesn't really matter how good you are. You know, at the end of the day, in the final four, that's going to be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State and other, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's what it's gonna be. I don't care. I, I can tell you that right now. The 2021, when it comes around to the playoff signs for college football, it's gonna be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and other. That will be the four teams that are in the playoffs. Every once in a while, they'll throw a bone and put Notre Dame in there, and then Notre Dame gets blown out, and you understand why. But it's just a name. Either way you look at it, that's why the NFL is such a monster, and that's why everyone's locked in, and that's why they cr- create the revenue that they create. It's it's always locked in, just like we're locked on here. And uh, like he was saying, I believe next week are the owners' meetings uh, where they're going to talk about they're they're going to eventually agree to a 17 game season, and that's also going to spike the salary cap coming up. There's so there's so many reasons why spending is going to increase in the years. And going back into free agency this is the very point we're making: is that you know what, if you're if you're a young player. And you don't want to lock yourself into a contract that won't pay because you don't think it's going to pay you what you really think you can make in this league. Don't take that deal. Take the short deal. Take, you know, take it on the chin for now. Make sure you're not hurt. Improve your numbers and come back, come back in a year or two when those numbers start to spike and then you'll get your money. But lots to consider there. Q, always great to do this show with you, man, you know, and end the week on, on, a, on a high note. I like to do that uh, with, the, with the great shows that we do here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Uh, let people know, Q, where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Well, you can always find me on Twitter. It's the easiest way, at your boy Q254. All my shows, I tweet out links to it, Locked On Raiders, and also Locked On Bets with uh, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. And, oh, by the way, it's March Madness time. Great time to get your gamble on if you're going to do it. So make sure you check out Locked On Bets, Locked On Raiders, at your boy Q254. And, Chris, let them know where they can find you on Twitter as well. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Uh, do follow that. You get all my work on the Steelers, all my work in the NFL, college football. I, I cover uh, both the Steelers and the University of Pittsburgh's football and basketball teams for DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm the Locked On Steelers podcast host, so you can get all your Steelers news Monday through Friday right on that show as well as all my takes there. Um, but, yeah, it's all. It's, of course, I'm also the Friday host here with Q. We do so much here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and we've got so much ready for you. Hey, check out some of those college basketball um, locked on podcasts. You know, if your favorite team's in the mix this year, we most likely we got someone covering them and getting you ready for March Madness. It's, it's about it's about to go down starting this weekend. From Chris Carter and Q, have a great weekend, y'all. We will catch y'all next week.